welcome to the latest podcast from the Recruitment and Employment Confederation. We're bringing you the latest updates and insights from the world of recruitment to help you navigate these challenging times. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the REC podcast. Today we're focusing on government support for recruitment business, in particular looking at the CBILS loan scheme that was announced last month and really quite radically overhauled by the Chancellor earlier this month. I'm really pleased to welcome to the podcast a good friend of the REC, one of our sector chairs and a member of the REC Council, Chief Executive of BPS World, Simon Connington. Uh, Simon, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you very much. Yes, good to be here. So basically this afternoon we're going to talk about um, thinking about uh, access to government support and a lot of the focus in the sector over the last few weeks has been on the furlough scheme and the REC is still working hard to get the detail that uh, agencies need to make some progress there, particularly around that uh, hot question of accrual of holiday pay, something that we are raising again uh, with uh, Bayes at every possible uh, chance we get. Uh, it's lots of pressure from us on to get some clarity there. That advice will keep rolling. But actually, one of the schemes that has had less attention in re- recent weeks is the government-backed loan scheme, C-bills. And I think it's fair to say, Simon, that Siebel's was born very quickly and in its initial form uh, struggled to deliver largely because firstly it was landed on banks at very short notice and secondly the because of that there were, there were some really quite rigid rules. Definitely fair to say. Um, I think um, I mean, normally with an initiative like this, uh, government would look at process procedure, then make an announcement and a scheme would be open. But in this scenario, um, and I agree with what the government did, is on Tuesday the 24th, they made an announcement that there would be funding um, available and they, they obviously announced a, a range of different schemes. Um, CBILS was quite critical, obviously, for the um, SME element of it. Um, and they said that would be going live the following Monday. Um, the fact of the matter is that the banks hadn't even signed up to it until lunchtime of that Monday, and they had no process or procedure in which to roll it out. So they brought out basically the old enterprise initiative. So the banks initially had that criteria to operate off, which was very prohibitive. So Yes, it gave them a line of inquiry. Yes, it gave them some process and procedure. But the criteria of the EFC's EFS scheme is prohibitive um, under some of the measures of CBILS. So they brought in a couple of extra rules and that was creating some key issues, certainly around the fact that initially CBILS was uh, government was offering an insurance up to 80 percent as opposed to a guarantee um, and also some of the criteria were counterproductive. So I don't think there's probably, in terms of getting into what those issues were, I think a lot of them have been overcome. Um, And certainly with Seabells, the reintroduction two weeks later or three weeks later, um, at which point only 115 million have been let under Seabells, some of the prohibitive measures were were, were then removed. Thanks, Simon. And I think that's a really important point because I think a lot of uh, recruitment businesses might have looked at C-bills in that first couple of weeks and seen kind of banks really struggling with the volume of applications. As you mentioned, about 150 million loaned over three weeks. We're now looking at, uh, I was on a call 
uh, with the British Business Bank that's running this for the government earlier today. And we've established a really good working relationship uh, uh, there with uh, the, the team at the BBB. They're now talking in terms of lending 150 to 250 million pounds a day out of out of CBILs under this uh, new scheme. As Simon, as you said, you know, the, the, the kind of personal cover uh, or any uh, collateral that is requested now applies only to loans over 250,000 and only to 20, the 20% that the government doesn't cover. And the number of other access rules that that have have been tidied up as the scheme has come into its own. And I think we have to, you know, it's very fashionable to bash banks and uh, there are reasons in the past why one would have chosen to do that. But I, I think this arrived very quickly and is now starting, we're starting to see some very sensible things happen. Um, I'd point recruiters looking again at CBILs to things like the guidance the BBB's put on its website, um, particularly around choosing a, a provider. Obviously, you're always going to start with the people who bank you normally, but there are a wide range of providers and different forms of provision started to come on stream. When was, I was talking to the uh, BBB recently, they were very keen to point out that, for instance, overdraft cover is growing as a as a potential form of, uh, of C-bills offer, and they're seeing more fin- uh, fintech companies come on stream to help with maybe the smaller end of the market, those loans below £100,000. So there's lots of changes there that, as Simon, you mentioned, have moved the scheme on. Um, and I think lots of reasons for maybe recruitment businesses to look again at C-bills if maybe they were a bit put off in week one. Um, if you're a, a recruitment business uh, looking at C-bills, Simon, what would be the two or three things that you'd want to bear in mind as you lean in on this C-bills too? Yeah, so I think um, just to pick up on one of the points you said there, um, you indicated that um, certainly the security element has got to be around 20% of the loan as opposed to the full amount of the loan. But please also be aware that banks are now taking on a case-by-case basis. So, for instance, one of the criteria that you will need to demonstrate under C-bills is as a director or owner of a business, you must have demonstrated you've done everything you possibly can with the assets you've got um into the business but of course if you've done that you even then might on a you know from a personal guarantee perspective might not be able to then cover the 20 percent of the loan you're looking for um because you've got to show assets outside of your main house to do that so the banks are if you don't have that provision they are taking it on a case-by-case basis now and looking at well okay how can we put some 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 security measures behind it that aren't on PGs and um, they're very willing to listen. In terms of the uh, three bits of guidance, I think governments are doing a very good job with this. I think the banks are working tirelessly to make this work. I've never had so many open and honest conversations with the banks. You also said look at number of providers. Well, definitely start with your main bank because I've done the exercise of going through all the other providers and I've spoken to some brilliant people. 
they, banks cannot be seen to be profiteering from this or acquiring new customers. So even if you speak to a different bank, they're going to ask you to work with your existing bank. This is not, uh, the government has discouraged them from using it as a customer acquisition type of scheme. So definitely you need to be with your main bank and they need to have said no before another provider can, can essentially take you on. If you don't have a main bank, um, the criteria that the banks are using is they're going straight for their existing customers. Then they are looking at customers that don't have a provision through another main bank. I.e., they don't have a bank that is registered with C bills. And then, as I say, the third line of acceptance is if your main bank won't provide or your registered C bills bank won't provide, they 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 will look at it. But with the number of applications they're dealing with, it really is third priority. In terms of uh, three things, you've got to. Um, demonstrate number one viability i.e one of the criteria of c-bills is you have to demonstrate coming into this crisis into c19 that you would be eligible for a commercial loan to the value of what you're looking for um, so this isn't uh, the scheme isn't designed to rescue businesses that were in a poor state it is designed to maintain good businesses that came into came into this uh, situation um, in a good way, in a healthy way. Now, for recruitment businesses, we're service businesses. We don't have assets per se to to, to turn to. Our balance sheets don't necessarily meet some of the criteria. So, having said, demonstrate viability. Work very hard with your own set of accounts. Understand the system. Understand the criteria, and help your bank manager, your relationship manager, look through just. You help them with the accounts that you you know you you've had over the last three years, um, and it's certainly certainly worth speaking to if you've got a management accountant within your business or 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 or, or someone really understands how to put together a very strong spreadsheet that demonstrates management accounts that demonstrate viability coming into this. It's really important. These guys have got to fill in crudely. They've got to tick some boxes that demonstrate viability. So work very, very hard to make sure your figures are well presented and that you you can demonstrate on last three years you could have met the term of the loan. A second thing you've got to consider is serviceability, i.e. this is a loan, the government are going to pay the fees and they're going to pay the interest for year one. Beyond that, you can take a loan up to a maximum of five years. So it's six years in total, one being the first year government taking the matching the fees and paying the interest. And then you've got to service that loan for the following five years. So crudely, if you take one today, as of May next year, you've got to be able to demonstrate serviceability. So this is a key criteria for the banks because this is it is still is a commercial loan and they must demonstrate that you've got serviceability of that. But also as a business, you've got to I think be very realistic about your performance come next year, because as I say, if you don't meet the terms of the loan, the, the, the bank can foreclose. They can come after assets within the business. So please be conscious of that. Um, in terms of demonstrating serviceability, uh, just be, again, very mindful of the message that work with your relationship manager. Be very mindful of the message that you're trying to send. It is acceptable to say for the next six months, there's going to be massive disruption to my business and see 
bills is there to cover wages and overheads through the period of disruption. It's not necessarily just a right amount of money that you want to borrow and it'll get signed off. It's designed for that purpose. The third thing is you, if you just go in and uh, to, to uh, start working with your bank, if you, they are stacked with applications. You must make it easy for them. There are now a number of sort of semi-pro former application forms that exist on the on the internet. I, I for one, can provide the one we put together. Um, make it really easy for these guys, i.e. make sure your case is very clearly presented. It makes complete sense. Have supporting spreadsheets in the most simplest form you can. And of course, your statutory accounts um, and, and personal declarations of assets. Put the pack together, work with them, make it easy for them. Um, it's really important. Thanks, Simon. That is super useful. And I think it echoes a lot of what I've heard from recruitment leaders who have been through the process in terms of thinking about how to access this. And I I think a good sort of thought experiment for this is just imagine you're applying for a loan on the 31st of December last year and you didn't know coronavirus was about to strike. Uh, Because the decision banks are trying to make is based on the business plans, the cash flows, the management accounts, the previous trading history that you're putting in front of them in an environment like the 31st of December where we didn't know about coronavirus, would we lend to this this business? Um, Ostensibly, the credit decision-making procedure for C-bills does not sit with the government it sits with the banks so the banks are applying their normal process but as Simon said a lot of the resource they're throwing at this because of the huge demand isn't your normal relationship manager or your normal credit team it is a lot of people who've been repurposed from other roles in the bank who are going through a, a credit scoring process which I think you have to help them understand I think uh, Simon you like me have heard Uh, from recruiters who have really had to hold the hands of some of the bank staff that they're working with simply because these people don't normally do this job. 100%. Even my own relationship manager, she's been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But at the outset, she said, I wasn't brought in to do this job and I'm not enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, actually, she's become very, very good at it. It's been a learning process for the banks as well as it is us. But the The process of approving a C-bills loan, and they are absolutely listening to a strong business case. They do have these forms. They do need to fill them in, but they are listening. So if you have a slightly unusual case, please make sure that your relationship manager is sharing the work you are producing with their manager because the process of approving a loan is that the relationship manager puts together the case and you need to make sure that's really strong they'll take it to their manager and say have i thought of everything do you agree with my calculations it then goes to the bank's credit department to be thoroughly reviewed now these credit departments are Uh, as you imagine, stacked right now. So it's really important to get that application piece right, right at the front end and to make sure that everyone said, yep, we've all cast eye on it, we like it. Because then, as I say, it goes to the bank credit department and then it goes to HMRC for final approval. So there are three stages to it. But consider the first stage 
the biggest hurdle. Do the work at that point. I, I, for, I for one, we have a we, we've looked at all the options that exist um, and CBILS is going to be right for our business. But um, it has taken days and nights to get this right um, and and to get that application in. It's really important to make sure that first application is on point. I think that's right, because we're used to thinking of government as a decision maker here, but HMRC are largely going to trust the bank's decision-making procedures. So making sure that application is right. There's lots of online content that you can look at before you make the application. Very clear guidance on the British Business Bank website, especially designed uh, for smaller businesses uh, as well, specialist uh, content. Lots of guidance there from other bodies as well. And then obviously the banks themselves are progressively trying to make the application process simpler as we grow into what is after all only week five of this uh, of this uh, process. So um, certainly from an REC perspective, while we're working hard um, in terms of disseminating as much information as we can through the REC COVID hub on, on the website, which should always be your first point of call alongside our, uh, our legal helpline, uh, we're also very much keeping an eye on this process. We've got an open line of communication uh, with the BBB to feedback things which maybe are challenging in the process. I think that's a relationship which is working well. We'd encourage recruitment business uh, leaders who are thinking about uh, accessing financial support to st- to to begin maybe sticking a toe in the water and thinking about whether the the CBOs program will work for you. I know lots of uh, REC members are looking and Simon thank you for joining us today because I think the um, the input you've given us from the coal face and having kind of walked this path and talked to other business leaders who have in the last few weeks I, I think gives a real clarity about some of the the hard work you have to do to get there uh, but the CBILS 2 as we will now call it does offer a lot more opportunities for recruitment businesses to really cover the business interruption that we're currently living through. Absolutely. And I would say to any business, please, you know, you've got to work hard to get this. Um, so I've, I've I've spoken to a number of people looking at it, saying it's not working. And then and we've, through discussion, we've worked out you're not doing enough. You, you've got to get really, really busy on this. The other thing I would say, and, and Neil, you and I have spoken uh, a, a lot over the last four to five weeks. I, uh, as a business, I, I do thank the REC and, and you personally massively for the uh, of the work and influence that the REC as well as other industry bodies has had in shaping CBILS 2 and overcoming some of the challenges. And I think that's the that's the big message, isn't it? We're, we're all going to have to work very hard to make this work for, for all our businesses. But it's the effort, I think, will be rewarded. I do get a real sense that we're all in this together at the moment and hopefully starting to find a path through, although we'll see how how things go over the next few weeks, uh, the lockdown just having been extended. Thank you for joining me, Simon. Thank you to everyone who's listened to this edition of the podcast. We'll be back soon with another another edition. As always, check out the REC website for the COVID hub. The helpline details are all there as well if you need something specific. 
do tune in again, check out the webinars as well that we're running every Thursday morning and some of the new work we're doing for individuals through REC professionals on things like resilience and mental health at a time of uh, time strain. So lots on the REC website at rec.uk.com. And I'll look forward to uh, coming to you again with another edition of the REC podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you found this episode helpful. Head to our COVID-19 hub on www.rec.uk.com forward slash COVID-19 for the latest guidance on managing your business during these unprecedented times.